Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. What's your favorite part about living alone? You mean besides walking around the house naked and taking up the whole bed and staying up all night watching TV and cooking what I okay, want to cook? Okay, and beautiful, lovely, very good reasons. But can't you do a lot of those things with the person you live with now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can do some of them, but... You know, even so, I just love living alone. I loved it back in the day. I loved it before I was married. And um, no surprise, that's one reason why I so loved helping Emily get ready to live alone when she was on our episode called Her Own Place. And even though I've technically never lived alone, I felt very connected to Emily's journey. (laughs) Well, shall we talk about all the ways we feel the living alone love? Uh, yeah, I want you so bad. Let's get this We Love You and So Can You bonus episode underway. In this special bonus season of We Love You and So Can You, we'll be talking about our own experiences with each of the topics explored during our regular season. Partway through the season, we were joined by Emily, who was a 29-year-old woman, never lived alone, and was about to get her own place for the first time in Brooklyn, New York. So when we first met her, Emily was very concerned about becoming a hermit, concerned about choking and having no one being there to help her, concerned about locking herself out of the house. Um, She had a lot of concerns. Yes, but she also had lots of excitement and hope about everything from being able to use the bathroom anytime she wanted to being able to decorate her heart out. Now, Jolenta, you said in the episode and Mm -hmm. just now that you've never technically lived alone, but for the first full year of your marriage, your husband was on the road for work, which meant that what was it, like 300 days out of that year oh, you yeah, actually like, did live alone? The majority of the year I was on my own, and I would go visit him on, like, long weekends. But, like, in the apartment, alone with a dog. So tell us about the bad and the good of that year. Oh, wow. There's so much. I mean, the bad was loneliness. Mm. I, you know, like Emily, had always either lived with my family, with many roommates, uh, or with my partner, Brad. And so it was the first time in my entire life that other than a dog who, who yeah, he's company, but, like, he's just not a person. No it's matter, not a great conversation. No matter how much he tells me he is, he is not a person. Um, I had never just come home to, in my mind, nothing before. Mm-hmm. And so I would just sort of come home from work And be like, what am I? Who am I? What do I do? Who do I talk to? And I was sort of lost for, uh, I'd say, like, the first few weeks of him being gone. And there's nothing built in to, like, entertain me. And it was sort of a bump on a log. And how did you deal with that? Um, I I mean, after the initial weeks and months of the shock, um, how did you cope with it? 
I think what happened was a friend texted me being like, hey, like, are you on the road too? Like, I haven't seen you in forever. And I was like, oh, my God. I've been, like, in hiding since Brad left. Like, this is crazy. What am I doing? And then I was like, I'm here. Let's get dinner. And And then I became addicted to hanging out with my friends again and, like, making plans again. And I was like, oh, I've been super lazy with, like, built-in plans with all the people I've lived with. Mm. And, like, I would push myself to be like, hey, let's go out to dinner. Mainly I went out to dinner a ton. And then I was like, I can't keep going out to dinner. I'm spending so much money. Oh, so it then adds up in New York. I yeah. was like, oh, right, I can have people over. So I started just having people over a lot cooking with them, for them, hanging out with, like, cheap drinks, playing a game. And I, like, but I had to remember how to, like, curate a social life when one doesn't wait for you in a living room. hmm Yes, yes. So what about living alone then did you come to start enjoying? So we already heard about the tough part. But, oh. But we know that you also got some joy out of it. So what were your favorite parts of living alone? My favorite parts— Oh, there are so many parts. I mean, you can watch or listen to anything you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. I would just walk around with, like, my computer playing a show. I would watch shows. I'd have a show going while I'm in the shower. I'd walk around naked, which, you know, you can do with some roommates and partners. But, like, there's just nothing like the, like, freedom of no one around naked. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, yeah, I might be, like, cute naked. But, like, I'm, like, scratching my butt and cooking and naked. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. (laughs) That was beautiful. I just, yeah, being able to, like, really spread out, like, mess-wise. Like, just, it's so much fun. Like, when you live with someone, I would often passive-aggressively clean to be like, I don't even have standards this high, but, like, if I want you to clean, I have to clean. And, like, so I'm going to clean to make you clean. (laughs) And, like, and, you know, I have a pretty good thing going with my husband. We know what we like clean, blah, blah, blah. But with him gone, I was like, oh, I don't have to keep these made-up standards of, like, we like things clean. I can be lazy when I feel like being lazy, and there's no one being like, I thought we said nothing left in the sink. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, I can just, like— You can just do anything anyone has ever given you shit for. You can do. (laughs) It's the best. Like, I can't, like, I I mean, one more thing, one more best thing is just bed by yourself, which you do have with roommates, but when you have a spouse, it's great. Or if you're going through a breakup and you're like, oh, no, I live alone. It's so scary. Bed by yourself, like, doesn't fucking matter. Can I ask a question about your dog? So Mm -hmm. does Frank ever sleep in the bed with you? Yes, sometimes. So— I mean, I am allergic to animals, and I shouldn't do this, but Mm -hmm. I have a couple of different times um, dog sat, hypoallergenic dogs, which isn't good for me. I still got sick. No, you're still allergic. I still still was allergic. But one thing I loved was sleeping in a bed alone with a dog. Alone with a dog is great. There's something about alone with a dog, which is so special. Yeah, not not partner with a dog. No. Then it's a crowd. But alone with a dog, very special, very calming. Yeah, it's it's great. It's really, really sweet. Ugh. I love that. I love it. You're making it sound like living alone is the way to do things. It's, it's. I mean, it's just once you get past the initial, like, who am I and what do I like? Like, which is scary and, like, mm-hmm. depressing sometimes because you're like, also, how do I not know who I am and what I like? How have I been distracting myself from myself for so long? But, like, once you get into what you like, like, you can just do it in, like, the least cute way possible and make all the dirty mistakes and everything because you're alone and there's no one no one's gonna give you shit you don't have to feel obligated to anyone it's so freeing 
Okay, Jolenta, one last question. Yes. Um, I know we need to go to break, but before that break, I need to find out, did the return of Brad after his year on the road, mm. was that jarring at all to have to give up living alone? Oh, I fucking hated it. <laughs> no, it was super hard. He was really excited and expected everything to be how it was like a year ago. And like, he made it really clear pretty early on that I was definitely sort of treating him like he was on my turf Ooh. when he came back. And I and I would be like, no, that doesn't live there anymore. Like, we do it this way in this house. And it was like, he's like, you made all these rules and like, I wasn't adhering to them. And like, you didn't tell me them. And some of them I wouldn't have agreed to. And we mm. had to have like a sort of house uh, house meeting to be like, all right. Some of these new changes are great and should be upheld or respected or whatever. But also, we have to remember, like, we don't run this house by ourselves anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a we, not an I house anymore. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> It was an adjustment. I definitely, like, was trying to see what I could get away with. <laughs> Let's take a break, and then I want to hear all about you living alone, Kristen, because you've done it uh, more than once and oh, many uh, in times. many kinds of life stages and circumstances. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. We are back with this bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. And we're talking about living on your own. Kristen, we've talked about how I've lived on my own barely, but I need to know about you. Because you talked about this a bit in our episode, but you've lived alone a lot, right? Yes. And when was when was the first time you were out there on your own? Um, the very first time I was 19 years old. Wow, you're a little baby. <laughs> and I was working my first full-time job, um, also going to college. And um, I was excited about it. I found an apartment that was walking distance to both my full-time job and uh, to school. It was halfway oh between gosh, the campus. Cute. So I was less than a mile from campus, less than a mile from this job. And I just thought, this is great. I'm going to move into my own place. And then a coworker said to me, Kristen, don't do it. I was like, what? Why? And she was a little bit older than me. And she said, you're just going to be so lonely. When I lived alone, I just, I didn't realize the depression that would come over. It is very isolating to live alone. And I just, please, you're such a sweet girl. Don't do this to yourself. Whoa. And Whoa. Yes. And that I, is some intense advice. And I kind of had the same mindset as Emily. Like, I don't have to do this forever, but I want to try this. And frankly, some of the frustrations of living with other people, you know, different levels of cleanliness. And 
I would say that before I lived with Dean, I have, for the most part, most of my life, been the one who is replacing the toilet paper roll. Just oh, that don't get alone. me started. Yeah. Oh, my God. The irritation of the toilet paper roll. And it should not be that irritating. But also, hey, roommates, it shouldn't be that freaking hard. Replace the toilet paper. Please, replace the toilet paper. Is it that hard? I mean, sometimes it's hard. No. Especially if you wiped. Like, who cares? Oh, I'm joking. Yes. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, and different levels of cleanliness. And one roommate I had in particular, by her own admission, she's like, I have a hoarder house tendency. No. And so to live in a house where I'd find, like, macaroni and cheese in a bowl under the couch from how many weeks ago? You know, stuff like that would happen. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I want to live by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have any fights about things. Sometimes I'm the one leaving the dishes in the sink too long. I just don't want to fight about it anymore. So all the, like, all the downsides of living with roommates outweighed that advice from your coworker? Yeah, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a little bit worried about it. I'm a very social person, as you yeah, know, Jolenta. Yeah, very, very. And I just thought, I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. I work full time. I go to school. I'm already out of the house surrounded by other people minimum of 60 hours of every week anyway, usually 70 hours a week between – because I usually had a part-time job too while I was in college. So it's like, well, I'm surrounded by a lot of people most of the time, and I will just make sure my calendar is also filled with social activities during the other hours when I'm not at work, other work or school. And I had one of those little date books that I carried around forever. I date books. I mean, do you remember, Jolenta? I used to have a date book when you and I first met. My therapist uses like a hardcore date book and it cracks me up. But I'm like, honestly, there's something so satisfying about a date book. Yeah, and I would actually put social dates in my date book all the time. Not just what homework is due tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I usually had minimum one thing a day as a social engagement on top of everything else. I was like, one thing a week is what she's going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it was just like grab coffee with so-and-so at this time, dinner with so-and-so, see a show on Saturday night. I mean, also at 19, you're pretty social, aren't you? Oh, and I had more energy back then. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess at 19, I probably would have done more. Yeah, this was a long time ago. I had more energy. Um, but And you liked it. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. And I had a boyfriend at the time, too, so I'm sure that helped because I wasn't fully alone because, yeah. you know, back in college, boyfriends come over and they sleep over sometimes. So. And they don't go for a week and it's okay. <laughs> exactly. So I had my own apartment. I had a boyfriend. Uh, I was walking distance to both school and work, and I had a full calendar, and I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. What was the best part? Oh, my God. If you could pinpoint, like, This was what was so freeing. I really loved being able to go into the kitchen. And when I say go into the kitchen, I mean the same as my bedroom um, because it was all one room. Yeah, it's called a studio. (laughs) It's called a studio apartment. My living room, bedroom, kitchen were all one room. But um, I remember just going to the grocery store by myself and bringing home my groceries and putting them all in the cupboard and sitting on the floor and staring at the fact that all of the food oh, in the house was mine. That's so cool. It's just such a big, I mean, and it also speaks to so many other things. Like, yeah. you've gotten your own place. You are able to take care of yourself to the fact that, like, you can stock a fucking cupboard full of food yes. and just sit there and admire, like, I built all of this and I don't have to I don't have to share it unless I choose to. Yeah. Like, and, and I just felt so grateful. I remember my Nana saying when she was younger, just seeing a grocery store for the first time. She mm. grew up poor and rural, but then seeing a city grocery store and just the abundance of it. And I remember putting the groceries away the first time in that apartment and thinking about my Nana and 
her idea of abundance. And I thought, oh, my God, I have yeah. abundance. Yeah. All of this is mine. This it's is so exciting. Mine. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that's so beautiful. I loved it. So that was Aww, my first time. That. And then I have done it multiple times since then. Um, most of my apartments um, were studios usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I lived in a number of studio apartments. Uh, Did I, you have any time that was, like, harder than another? Was the first one, like, the big one? I would say the hardest time of living alone was just— um, like, did the, you ever not have a choice? Well, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I always okay. had a choice, but there was one choice that was a little challenging. Jolenta, you may recall when we first met, I had that one boyfriend I was with kind of off and on for over five years. Yeah, yeah. And he and I lived together. And I that, sort of thought you were married when I first met you. Yeah. I don't know. He was like a long-term partner. He was a long-term style partner. boyfriend, yeah. And there was the long and drawn-out breakup get back together that was going mm-hmm. on. And I think that was around the time I may have met you. Yeah, probably. And, um, there was a while where I had to move out of the apartment mm. and then let him have it for a couple weeks. And then I moved back into the apartment and he moved out for a few weeks. And we were just like kind of couch surfing at friends' houses and figuring out what to do. Is this going to last? Is it not going to last? And then finally, after ages of back and forth and back and forth, the place was mine. And um, I think one of my friends had to talk with me about it. This is this is the hard part. Here, it comes, Oof, yeah. here comes the answer to your question. She said— you are still occupying this space as if you have him in your life. Ooh. You need to put some different art on the walls, rearrange the furniture, get rid of certain things. Please, when anyone walks into this apartment who is a friend of yours, it still feels like the two of you. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're, like, essentially saving space for him in the apartment, of course he's going to keep coming back and yes. you're going to keep letting him fill that space. Like, yes. Yeah. And she said, if everybody else around you feels it when they walk in it, subconsciously you must you feel do it too. too. Yeah, so, I mean, you're put it, that vibe is so heavily in the air. Like, Yeah. And so that was, like, it was a necessary talk. Thank you, Liz, for having that talk with me. And yeah, then I started rearranging things. I started doing certain things differently and making sure it felt like my space. And then (laughs) the worst time came along when um, after that breakup and when I met my now husband, Mm -hmm. um, I had a bed bug epidemic in my apartment. And that I was, can't even look at you. That was horrible. Well, a lot of New Yorkers go through this. I it know. was it was horrible to go through, but it was also wonderful because I threw out half of my things. Oh. And then it really became my apartment again. Yeah. So yeah. I hated the bed bug epidemic, but it came um about a year and a half after my final breakup with the ex. And, and it helped get that sort of all the all the stuff that didn't make it out in the like Liz come to Jesus purge was like, here, here's the other like force of nature that'll get rid of all this. Yes, yes. And one other thing that was great about that is this might sound crazy or like we're jumping the gun here, but some of our earliest dates together Dean took me furniture shopping so that I could get a new bed. He took me furniture shopping so that— I feel like, like that really sets a tone for marriage. <laughs> like, <laughs> and two years later, we were married. If the secret <laughs> is real, like, you guys were really manifesting, like, a domestic future together. <laughs> I but, know you don't believe in it, but I'm just thinking if it's real. <laughs> it's good. And now I don't live alone anymore. <laughs> married. Yay. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're done with uh, the joy of living alone and we're going to be talking about the horrors of living with people (laughs) escape to ocean city maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter where every day feels like saturday and french fries are a food group 
where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. We're back, and before we go, we thought it would be fun to share some of our worst roommate moments. I mean, we already hinted at some of the frustrations, you know, the toilet paper, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. the dishes, other things. So we hinted at some of the tough things about roommates, but let's get really down and dirty and talk about worst roommate moments. Oof. All right. I want to go first because mine does involve toilet paper. Okay. But it it gets extreme. Um, So first moved to New York. I lived in a loft above a paper distribution warehouse. Jolenta just did finger quotes finger when she quote said loft. loft. Uh, I, I finger quote because when I tried to get internet set up at said loft, they told me it was not a residential address. Ooh. And the business had internet and I could not get it. So anyway, I'm in this loft and what it is, it's like a giant room with two little rooms that they made into bedrooms on the sides. Um, and because it was so giant and we were poor, we also bought just a bunch of like black theater curtains mm-hmm. and hung them up to make a third bedroom so we could afford, so three people could afford this sort of two-bedroomy loft situation. Mm-hmm. And so the the girls paid more, and we had the bedrooms, and the guy we lived with lived behind the curtain. <laughs> and at first, it was fun and funny, and we all got along, and we had gone to college together, and um, they were going to a graduate program, and I was going to a different program, and then... They started boning, and then not not boning. No, in the room. Thank goodness. And I think they boned, like, before we moved to New York once, because we had all gone to school together in San Francisco. Um, So they started boning on and off. They are also in school together 24-7 in, like, an intensive theater program. He starts boning other people. So they're having, like, boning fight drama. And then he takes a job working at a bar. So he always comes home at like 4 a.m., does cocaine because you can hear a lot behind a curtain and like stays up all night blasting music. So like when they're not fighting about who's boning who or she's not being like, listen, is he boning someone behind the curtain? Like it was a goddamn nightmare. This sounds horrible. The crux of it is toilet paper, though. Okay. So while this is all happening, we are all still living our lives. There is a bathroom off of this giant room, and we start running out of toilet paper all the time. And we're taking turns, me and the the female roommate, Courtney. I'll say her name. It's fine. Uh, So Courtney and I are taking turns supplying toilet paper and every time one of us finishes, we're like, it's your turn, male roommate. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm on it. And he'll steal one roll of toilet paper 
from the bar he works at <sighs> that is one-ply garbage toilet paper because it's a bar toilet. Yes. You know? And so he'll bring one roll of toilet paper home. We'll use it. And then we go through this for like another month of us buying it back and forth, and then he doesn't do it. So finally, we had a party. There was boning fights and like you play music behind your curtain fights and like when we watch tv in the common area you turn on your record player fights and then at the end of this like blow up at this party she courtney declares we're only gonna buy our own toilet paper from now on (gasps) and so from then on for the rest of the lease for the rest of the year we each would buy our own toilet paper and bring it in and like you had to carry the toilet paper around the house with you vigilant about it and we would keep it in our rooms and like courtney and i would sometimes go in on it together and then like split the pack of toilet paper but still keep it in our rooms and he would bring his fucking shitty (laughs) one-ply bar toilet paper with him that he would steal wow and that that was it. And I just remembered leaving that place and being like, no matter who I live with, like, if I can keep toilet paper in the bathroom, I will have succeeded. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what's worse there. The, like, toilet paper or the cocaine and boning and then the roommates sleeping also with each other. Also, just, like, never live with people who sleep together and never think curtains or walls. Yeah. Oh, God. All so that's, that's terrible. That's mine. It was long-winded, I know, but, no, but it, was it gets good. there. It was uh, good. How about you? Oh, gosh. I've had some bad roommate situations. I already mentioned, like, the one person who self-identified as kind of a hoarder. and Oof, you know, that's that. rough. But um, I did at one point live with, like, 10 roommates in a one-bedroom flat, and that was a little bit challenging. Mm-mm. Was it in England? We're it, calling it a flat? It was in oh. England. And, um so there were definitely challenges there. There was a lot of toilet paper drama there also. Mm, always, always. Yeah, if you have a dozen people who are using the bathroom at once, too. And then it gets sexist because men will be like, well, I don't have to wipe as much as you. I'll be like, why do we pee this way? Probably because you made me. Yeah, why like, don't you freaking put the seat down for once Why then? is wiping a thing? I, probably for health reasons. <laughs> um, but that was all sorts of other drama in addition to just having lots of roommates. So I almost feel like I can't use that one because there mm-hmm. were lots of other things happening in that house, too, that happen just, you know, because of each of our individual... Right, and just so many people in one space. Yeah, like, yeah. shit's going to go down. Yeah, so I'm going to just tell you a story that is a little bit funny and a little bit cringy instead. Love it. Where I was the bad roommate. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so um, my friend HK and I have lived together off and on many times. Uh, I think the first time we were roommates, we were 18. Oh, my God, baby. She was one of the people living in that apartment in London with all oh, of the people. Oh, HK, bless you. Yeah, she and I have lived in lots of situations together. Gotcha. Um, but... Uh, there was one time when we were living together, and she thought it would be funny to take this. I had this giant Godzilla, like life size blow up. Blow up? Yeah. I feel like that was a thing in like, what was it, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. I feel like he was around a lot. Yeah. And I think maybe because Y2K was coming. And he was like campaigning for Mountain Dew or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was like, he was a thing around the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah. And so she at one point thought it would be hilarious to put Godzilla blown up in the shower. And oh, that is funny. And she knew I woke up quite a bit earlier than her every day and had to get to work. And I woke up and the lights are barely on. It's really dark. And 
I pull the curtain. I pull the curtain and I see just a dark silhouette in there because it's— Oh, like, I mean, that's everyone's worth nightmare and it is how you'll die. Yes, and it was terrifying. So it sounds like she's the bad roommate here. She pulled a funny prank. Yeah, that's annoying. But, but what did you but do But then back? what I did, I was freaked out and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take this to the next level. This is what happens with you. You think you're funny and you're like, I know, I'll push it one step further. Yes, and I then did. people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so here's my way of pushing it one step further. I took Godzilla Uh and put Godzilla in one of my dresses, like a long dress. So Uh covered Godzilla all the way. Um, So put Godzilla in a maxi dress and one of my wigs that I had at the time. Because, I mean, again, it was around the year 2000. Also, I had wigs. Yeah, so I had wigs. Also, because at the time I had, like, usually manic panic, different colored hair. Right, I was going to say it's, like, for going out. Yeah, but then I'd have this respectable black wig. So if I needed to be in a situation where they didn't want pink hair. Mm. So I put Godzilla in, I think it was my black wig, and then this maxi dress. Laid Godzilla down in the bathtub and then took a kitchen knife, put ketchup on the blade, and set it on the seat of the toilet and went off to work that day. So you put Godzilla in your clothes and your hair. Yes. Uh-huh. And then and I— And made you, made you look dead. Yes. So, okay, so I thought this was funny at the time. I mean, it's really funny, but also it is like you took it one step too far. <laughs> Like, maybe the knife was too far with, yeah. the, with the ketchup on yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm like, this far. is where I'd be like, Kristen, we're a little gimmicky here. Like, so, but it works. But I'm like, she started. I just thought yeah, it'd be Yeah, you'd be fun. like, oh, I'm just taking—I'm, like, playing her game. <laughs> I'm, and I thought I was taking it to the next level, but apparently I took it 30 levels you're further than I should You're just such a go-getter. Know that when you think you've taken it <laughs> to the next level, you've taken it, like, to the moon. <laughs> And meanwhile, HK eventually woke up, walked into the bathroom, mm-hmm. saw the knife, saw the wig on Godzilla, and freaked and the fuck out. And rightfully is like, I'm seeing a dead body. <laughs> I gotta go. I mean, This isn't safe. She didn't even see his tail. She didn't see his green body. She just saw yeah, the wig and the knife. she's a quick thinker. She's like, I see danger. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not going to check for a fucking tail to make sure this is a blow-up Godzilla. Yeah, but then things get real because the next thing you know, she was pounding on all the neighbors' doors. She was crying, and they all came over. They pulled back the shower curtain all the way, and they realized it was a prank. And one of them called me at work and was like, you better come home. HK is having a meltdown. She almost called the police. So We thought we had a body on our hands. Also, kudos to all the neighbors who thought they were going to be looking at a body. (laughs) They're brave. Yes. So I had to leave work. And when I got home, she was there with all the neighbors, totally livid, still crying. And honestly, I I don't know how long it took for her to stop being mad at me about that. She was so upset. She like what? How do you she was so apologize? Upset. How she do you was, come back from? She that? was so upset. She, how do you come back from accidentally faking your own death <laughs> as a prank? Anywho, it happened eventually. We became, you know. We became our old selves it's again. It's a trust-building exercise. Within a few days or weeks, we were our old selves again. And, and be like, wow, we can't, no pranks with Kristen ever again. <laughs> and we still love each other to death. We were in each other's weddings. We still go on yeah, vacations. Yeah, like, I've met HK. Yes. But, like, yeah, she's I don't lovely. know how she's still in your life. Yeah. No. So, end of the story. I was the bad roommate there, and um, I'm sure that I took it too far. So, apologize. Apologizing again right now to HK. I'm sorry. And um, telling everybody else out there, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that to your roommate. Don't do it to your spouse. Don't do it to anyone. Yeah. (laughs) 
And that's it for this bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell, who is the most delightful person to live with because she always she keeps loves the house cleaning. very tidy. Yeah. Thanks also to Casey Holford, who composed our theme song and mixed this episode. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. And Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. You should be roommates with Chris Bannon because he plays the banjo. Yeah. You guys could have jam sessions. Uh, <laughs> stay in touch with us. Do you have a predicament that you need help with? Do you have comments on some of our other guests? Hit us up at weloveyoupod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at weloveyoupod, at Kristen Meinzer, or at Jalenta G. Or leave us a voicemail at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171. Also, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts and in Stitcher and in all of the apps. And I'm not saying or. I'm saying and. Just rate us in all of them. Download more apps and rate us. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Remember... We love you. And so can you. Bye. Yeah. Oh it's my everywhere. God. Fucking and drugs. Stitcher. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.